Pops in the Rican. Pops and the Rican. Pops and the Rican. Pops and the Rican. Hey everybody, hey. it's uh, it's the Pops, Pops and, and, the and the Rican Show, show. Yes. and uh, if I remember right, which sometimes that fails, yes. I, uh, I think I'm Pops. And I'm the Rican. And so then we, together, are uh, Pops and the Rican, and we, and we do this show. You cease to amaze me. Well, it's because uh, I have that uh, uh, God-given uh, yes. awesome factor. Yes, you do. Uh, or I'm old, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Rico, Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I'd tell you. What? We're in for a treat today. Yes, we are. I know. I'm, I'm excited. For, for a couple reasons. Uh, on the way over here, it was raining, mm-hmm. and then the temperatures have dropped. And so, so the treat is, so the, the treat is, we get to sing all the way after we get done tonight. We're gonna sleep, sing all the way home. Slip slide away. Yeah, I've never good. heard that song. Oh, it's a, it's an oldie it's, but a goodie. I see. Yeah, it's on my, it's on my first album. Uh, you, I don't know if you, you probably haven't listened to it, but uh, it's, it's my first album, Singing on the Roundabout. Oh man, that's a great album. Ooh, it sounds yeah. like it's a, uh, a dude. I, I thought about doing a, uh, another version of it on my second album, Lost on the Roundabout, ah. uh, but I, I didn't have time for that one. So uh, anyway, uh, we we are in for a better treat than just uh, slip sliding away on the way home. <laughs> we have a guest with us today. Yes, we do. And uh, so uh, I, I'm pretty excited because this guy has amazing work. And is one of the funniest comedians that people don't know about because there's some people there's some people there's some people that may not think wow he's a comedian Mm. but man this guy is clever he's 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 funny and uh, his his work (laughs) his work is amazing Uh, and so we asked John Branion to be here, and he couldn't be here. So he sent he sent a pinch hitter. No, I'm just kidding. We didn't even ask John. You know why? Because uh, he 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 doesn't, he doesn't like us. Well, I don't, he likes you, but he doesn't like me. So. I hope so. Well, I don't even know him, but I wish. I well, I'm sure he's a great guy. He 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 probably is. Every time that I've been around him, he seems to be great, but he keeps running away from me. Who do we got tonight? Uh, but no, hey, let me let me introduce to the show the the one, the only, the infamous Gary Varvis. Thank you, for, thank you for having me on the show. I feel like I'm having a deja vu moment. Well, I, I think there's a glitch in the matrix or something. I keep seeing the same, hearing the same things, but maybe it's just me. But John, and you know, John Brandon, I, I I think he's a funny guy. He's a great guy, and uh, I consider him a friend. Well, but it's too bad you didn't get you need, him. You need to get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went far down the bench to find me. No, not really. Not really at all. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, when we were talking about guests, uh, you uh, were, were 
one of the first people I said, yeah. I should see if we can work it so, out. Yeah. Because, to be on the show. Because I have a lot of time on my hands now. Is well, that why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw, hey, uh, he pretty much uh, decided to kick the star to the curb. No, and, no, no. Uh, <laughs> see ya. No, I'm just, no. just they, making this up as no, I go along. No, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Well, that's that's always a... <laughs> and it wasn't even them. It was the Gannett. No, so uh, let's let's get... Uh, for those of you who don't know who Gary Varvel is, Gary has been uh, cartooning for uh, a couple of years. Okay. Uh, and uh, has been uh, doing... Uh, Political cartooning for uh, the Indianapolis Star, and then uh, more than that. But uh, so you started with the Star. You started. Well, I actually, I actually started 1978. Uh, well, you know, we're in Brownsburg, Indiana tonight. This is my hometown, and uh, I just worked my first job. I was 20 years old. I was working at a weekly newspaper just down the street, mm. and it was only in operation for a year. It was called the County Courier. And it went out of business, and then uh, the, the way the Lord worked it out, I, I ended up getting a job at the Indianapolis News as an artist in the newsroom, and I worked that job for 16 years. So from 78 until 2019, I was at the, the News and then the Star. I went, I went to the Star in 1994 okay. as the editorial cartoonist. But uh, so what you what I do is you would call it political cartooning. It's also called editorial cartooning. But I w I'm in opinion journalism, and and I did some writing while I was there as well. But cartooning is my was my bread and butter. Still I'm, I'm going to start using that as uh, on, on like my byline for for comedy shows. He is a, uh, a political opinion opinion journalist journalist. Yeah, there it yeah, is. that's the. The, the, you, you messed me up when you said journalist because I was like, well, I don't really, I, I don't even own a journal. Uh, even journal. So, uh, but so let's talk then a little bit about where do you find? I, I know this. I know stories kind of just pop out to you because it stuff happens every day uh, when you know you got the, you got the people on the left, you got the people on yeah. the right, and and. Uh, what is it? Jokers to the left of me, clowns to the right, and and so you get to sit around and draw stuff about them. Uh, but where, how do you how do you choose and select? Well, what you're gonna what you're gonna go after, and then how do how do you make that humorous, funny, with when you're when you're drawing right, the, so the cartoon side? First of, of all, uh, uh, yeah, this is a true story. I. A lady saw me at a church, this is years ago, during the uh, shake the hand of the neighbor around you. Yeah, and, uh, and she said, somebody told me you're a cartoonist. And I said, yes, I am. She goes, well, what cartoon do you draw? And I said, well, I draw the editorial cartoon. Where's that in the newspaper, she says. <laughs> I said, well, that, that would be on the editorial page. But she goes, oh, you're the guy that draws the cartoons that are not funny. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, wow. She actually has a point because humor is not the main objective of the editorial cartoon. Humor is a tool that we use to get across the opinion, but the, the main objective of editorial cartoons is to express opinions. Now, a lot of times, humor is the right tool. But for instance, I always talk about this, 9-11 was not funny. 
No. And so humor was the wrong tool for that. And so I did this illustration or a cartoon of uh, Uncle Sam carrying a firefighter away from the rubble. 343 firefighters died in those towers that day. And, uh, and so I, I came up with this idea, and it, and it became you know, very popular. We turned it into a poster, uh, the, the star did, and raised $130,000 for the relief effort in New York from, that, from my I, cartoon. I, I actually own okay. a, a so, copy of that thank print, you very much. and it's hanging in my home so because you, it is a very powerful piece of work. Yeah, so that was just one of those moments that that image stuck in my mind, and I got the idea from, you know, I was watching the coverage, uh, you know, in the aftermath, and I, it reminded me of the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. Yeah. And the iconic image from that was this firefighter carrying a small child out of the rubble because there was uh, daycare in. in right. Yeah. And so, um, so I thought, how, how ironic that the firefighters become the victim now. And so I, Uncle Sam representing the United States carrying this firefighter with a tear in his eye and realizing that the sacrifice that they made. It also made me, it also reminded me of a Bible verse, John 15, 13, that says, no greater love is anyone than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friends. And and that's certainly what those people did that, that day. So sometimes humor is not the right tool, but a lot of times humor is a way of expressing maybe a strong opinion in a softer way. Okay, if we're poking fun at the president or the Congress or you know, Speaker of the House, or and I, I think to some degree, as a comedian, yeah. we we do that. We yeah, we try to, to we that. try to yeah. bring out sometimes the lunacy that sure. is going on by poking fun at the. So I mean, really. So actually, they're they're our best scriptwriters, right? Because they're writing you stuff. Can't, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make it up. Doing and saying <laughs> ridiculous things. Right. I mean, so that sometimes they make my job very easy. <laughs> yeah. And, now, do you, do you write thank you notes to them at the end of each year? No, thank I you for being yeah. an idiot because you made my job so much easier. Yeah. I say I'm going to start signing that on my prints. You know, <laughs> sometimes politicians yeah. will ask you if you draw them, they'll want a copy of it, and yeah. so I'll start doing that. Thanks for making my job easier. Yeah. I should. Uh, that's good. Thanks so, for so, being such a buffoon. Right. right. So, pro- so when you make it, when you when you think about the process, yeah, is it a premise first, or is it is it just a, just you get an idea, you write it down? Okay, so what's first your, what's of all, process? the very first process is where are you coming from? What's your worldview? Okay. So I'm a Christian conservative and a cartoonist in that order. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Vice President says something similar to that. <laughs> but I, I'm, uh, yeah. You taught him well. I say, thank you very much. So, uh, uh, so I come from that position, first of all. So my conservatism really is driven from my biblical worldview. Okay. Uh, when I, like for instance, uh, what New York has just done in passing a law that you can abort a baby anytime up to the birth. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Right. Well, look. Yeah, because I've read the Bible, I know very clearly that it says, and I can give you verses, chapter and verses, but I wrote about this on my Facebook page. God creates us in the womb, and he told Jeremiah, before you were, before I formed you, I knew you. Right. So it made me think of this, you know, before I start to do a cartoon, I see it. 
Okay. In my mind, I see it. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, it's a, kind of a foggy thing, and I start working on the cartoon, and it starts coming clearer and clearer as I draw it. But I know the cartoon before I start drawing it. So God knows us before he starts creating us in the womb. And since we're created in the image of God, we shouldn't be going around killing people. And I think science also bears witness to the fact that from conception, all of the DNA for us to be whatever we are is right there. I mean, we're not a turtle, we're not a lizard, we're a human being from cell one. So uh, to me, that it's an abomination. And I wrote about 60 million abortions since 1973. I know I've taken this down a dark turn, but this is the stuff that gets editorial cartoonists fired up. Okay, right. And so this is the, so that drives the idea. Okay, now I've got to draw something about this. Right. Okay. And so then I and what I did was this last one I did. Uh, you know, we're talking about New York, Lady Liberty's there. Yeah. And you know. There, you know, there's a plaque written, and what she says is that, give me your tired, your poor, your... I changed it to say, give me your unborn yearning to breathe free. Right. And so that's that was my cartoon. So, okay, so the, in that, since it's a strong position... Yeah. How do, how... The Indie Star, how do they... How do they deal with you in that? Because that is a strong. Well, position. I'm not with Indie Star anymore. I don't oh, I'm know sorry. if you heard, but I got. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, when I okay, left, so how, how do any, they deal with you? Have you well, done, they just say they yeah, just give you, you a lot of money and say go away. Have you done stuff <laughs> like that for Indie when you were working for them? Yeah, or? I did. You know, they they knew okay. I, I was pro pro life, and I've okay. drawn pro, pro life cartoons in the past, okay. and yeah, that was not a problem. Uh, you know, so okay. you know, my I was I was a conservative. Um, and, and uh, you know, the paper was probably not as conservative as right. me. Right. And so, but they, but they also allowed me to write columns in which I got to say, I think, pretty strong things. I, I took sides that didn't necessarily coincide with the editorial opinion uh, of, the pa- of the paper. But, um, and, I, and I continue to do that on my Facebook page. So if you want to follow That's me on Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> it's... Uh, Dennis Tooley, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, as uh, drawn by Gary, no, I'm just, so I was going to say, uh, he, he, he quickly went to scripture as kind of a, 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 an inspiration for some, for some of what he, what he draws, which, which means uh, chances are uh, we're never going to see a, a cartoon of uh, Pops and the Reekin. Uh, I'm just, there's no, there's no biblical there's, 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 yeah, scripture that can back us up. Pretty sure, unless unless uh, he, unless we can slip something into his Bible where Andy doesn't see from the book of Caucasians, chapter seven. You know, maybe no, maybe we could. We get none of that. I don't know. Maybe not. So no. okay. Anyway, uh, that's cool. So. As we've kind of alluded to uh, and talked a little bit about, uh, the star basically came with that uh, offer that you couldn't refuse. Look, you know, I'm going to be 62 in March, and this is not, this is something I had actually been thinking about for a while. Right. I mean, this wasn't, you know, it, it didn't catch me off guard. I mean, I, I've loved working there. I mean, it was my dream job. It was something I'd always wanted to do from the time I was 17. And I was blessed to be able to do it. You know, uh, when I got the job in 94, I mean, I, 
I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. I mean, it was just fantastic. And I've loved doing it. I loved representing the stone. Uh, but I always knew that this day was coming. All right? So it's not like um, they, they, they didn't kick me out. Right. Well, I don't but, think. Yeah, I, I, but, I shouldn't make it sound like that either. Because no. Gary no. did not make that statement. No. no. I mean, no. Uh, I, Rico <laughs> the Rican made that comment. And so put that on me. Well, yeah. I, no, but I even liked. I, but I liked. I liked working for them. I, I liked the people I worked with directly. I mean, I, so. So but, what is what's the I, normal tenure for a political cartoonist? Oh wow! You're, you're, with I mean, <laughs> well, let me give you this little fact. So when I got interested in doing this in two, it was 1974. Okay. And I met Jerry Barnett, who became my mentor. He was the editorial cartoonist for the Indianapolis News. And when I met him, he told me, he said, you know, you've got talent. I think you can do this for a living. But let me warn you, there's only 200 of these jobs. Now, that was 1974. 200 jobs. Wow. wow. I mean, there's more NBA players wow. <laughs> than there are that. I mean, that is so, so true. So wow. you're See, talking about... You made the wrong choice. You should have played yeah. the NBA here. So, but here... here well, I, you got to have oh the right God. tools for that. Well, yeah. And I didn't have those tools. But, so um, today, today, there are less than... I'm talking about staff cartoonists who work full-time for a, car, for a newspaper. That's all they do. There's less than 20. Wow. Is it... Well, so, you know, and uh, I, I left... And I was just going to go back to school to become a political cartoonist. I would would not advise that. The the digital age and all that is. Well, there's a lot of factors. Uh, And and part of it is the internet. Part of it is uh, people getting, you know, news on their devices now. So that's changed things. And so they're not getting the newspaper as much. Uh, uh, The older folks, which, you know, love to hold the newspaper, their, their lifespans are coming to an end. Uh, the other factors are, you know, advertising. Advertising has been able, I mean, people are still spending a lot of money on advertising. It's just they're doing it in other places. You know, yeah. Google, Facebook, right. they're not doing it as much on, on in newspapers. Pages, right. So as the revenue goes down, then newspapers had to make cuts. And so yeah. one, of the pla- one of the easy things to cut is the, is the cartoonist because... There are still a lot of editorial cartoonists who are syndicated. Okay. So you can get you can get syndicated cartoons for a lot cheaper than having your own full time plus benefits, all of that. So I understand, you know, just it's capitalism and this way it works. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I'm not begrudging that at all. I mean, newspapers have had to do they've had to make hard decisions in a difficult climate and you're also trying to you're also trying to imagine what the future holds right and so you know when this we i could really start seeing the shift happen around 2000 and you know so it's we're 19 years later now all right and it's a different completely different world i mean we're talking about at the time i'm saying 2000 there was no ipad there was no iphone right right. so these things came and changed the way we did business and so it's it's just a fact of life. In the state of Texas, there are no editorial cartoonists. Wow. None. There are, there is a great editorial cartoonist, Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist, living in Houston, but his paper let him go because 
he wasn't driving enough traffic to the, to the newspaper. Wow. So that's what it became. The business went from, you know, when I first started doing this, I would do my cartoon and hand it off to somebody and it got in the paper some magic way and I had nothing to do with it. I mean, I just wow. did the cartoon. So just, yeah, you, that was your focus. Boom. So by the time I left, it was, I was creating the cartoon, coloring the cartoon. Then I would, you know, put it to the into the system yeah. so that they could put it on the page. Wow. Then I'd have to tweet it out and Facebook it and do all the social media stuff to try to drive traffic to come and look at the cartoon. Wow. And it became a, it became a big, you know, a big yeah. operation and yeah. just right. trying to keep yeah. keep employed, you yeah. know. And uh, dur during that time, I will say this, you know, and I wrote a, a, a farewell column. They let me write a farewell column in the Star. I mean, I've been there a long time, 40 years, really, working for that newspaper. And I, one of the things I said was, you know, it was my dream job, and a lot of people couldn't understand why would you want to leave that dream job. But I had some new dreams, and one of the new dreams is what I've been trying to work with uh, with my son, my oldest son. I've got three kids. My daughter is the oldest, and then I have two uh, sons. And my youngest works at Channel 4 as a creative producer. Uh, he does videos, uh, commercials for the on-air talent, promoting them. Uh, and then my oldest son is the executive director of House of Grace Films. So House of Grace Films, we produced two movies, one in 2009, one in 2014. And that, I got the biggest high off of that yeah. right right uh, not just the process but the response from people uh, you know we had people contact us and say you know I'll never see you on on earth I'll never meet you on earth but I'm, I'm gonna go to heaven and I'll meet you there because of this movie because and here's the one it's not because we're such great filmmakers because we have the gospel in the movie and the movie and the gospel is the thing that changes people's life and so you know I have had had the experience doing that with him and I thought, wow, I, I'd like to do more of this. So my new dream is, you know, is to make that happen. I've got other scripts. I have other scripts I'm working on. And so, uh, you know, Lord willing, we'll, we'll, we'll see some of that happen. That's great. That's which, which means that there's a, a very slim possibility that there will be a role for Pops and Rico. Yeah, very slim. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I, I keep throwing that up. I, I can't I promise you anything. Yeah, bro. This Gary, I want to go back to <laughs> yeah. something, though. Sure. I want to go back to this. It, the fact that, you know, when things started changing, you said around 2000, yeah. uh, that there was this expectation, or maybe it wasn't necessarily an expectation, but it was just, you kind of took it on, uh, to retweet your cartoons and post it on Facebook and hit the socialized media uh, as much as possible uh, with all of that. Uh, but the, the correlation that I want to bring out with that is as comedians, uh, things have changed for us yeah. in the fact that you know it used to be uh, if I went out and did some shows and they were just really solid shows, the word of mouth from the people that came and saw the shows would help and the companies or the the clubs that I did the shows for they would recommend me to other places and it was that was kind of how business was done where now uh, if you know if you're wanting to keep your name out there to, to get booked in that you, you you might want to think about doing a podcast yeah, right. or, yeah. or a video uh, yeah. and you know it, it, again it's, it's a process of 
you've got to do the work. Yeah. And so for an extra 19 years, you 18 years uh, plus, you got to continue doing what you were enjoying yeah. because you were willing to put in the work. Right. And I think that's a key thing for young comics to to understand is that uh, you, you you have to build your brand. You have to uh, develop an audience, right. and so you have to do certain things to, to reach them out there. Uh, the days of you just, you know, the, the star had the circulation, I just did my thing, and then they, they got it out there. Well, things have changed, and so now you've got to go find the audience, because people are so busy. I mean, people, I mean, if you look around the room here, and people are on computers and, yeah. and they're staring at their phones yeah. with people at the table with them and they're not paying attention to them. They're, and so you've got to find ways of reaching them there. Right. Now, I, I recognized that early on. So one of the first things I did in 2000, I started doing my cartoons in color. Now, that was like, back then it was like a no-no. Editorial Ooh. cartoons are serious. you got to do them in black, black and, white, and white, so it's strong. Right. I started doing color because we, we started seeing them on, on a computer screen, and you expect them to be in color. They yeah. grab your eye. Yeah. Life is in color, right? Yeah. So I started doing that. Then the next thing that came along was a blog. So I asked my boss, can I do a blog? Okay, they set me up. I started writing stuff and just started putting my stuff on the blog. And I, I would put like, I would do pencil sketches and I would I'd put them on the blog. Here's my sketch and then here's the final. Just anything to try to draw attention. Then the next thing was I saw some other cartoonists doing animation. So I started, uh, i got to figure that out. So I started just trying to make the things move a little bit. And it's, you know, it again, now... Now it it became so one. Yeah, no, just let it roll. It's still going. Okay. <laughs> I thought I went to sleep. I thought I thought I had bored the camera to death. No, it's, no, I was gonna say it might have gone to sleep. I don't know. It's battery. Is the battery? <laughs> I guess it, it was just charged. <laughs> huh? It's dead. <laughs> All right. Well, Very nice. Uh, for those of you listening to the uh, podcast and not watching it on video, uh, the video, uh, all all of the uh, the liberals in the world were out against Gary Varvel. That's right. I understand. They, they sent uh, an impulse to <laughs> shut you, off you the camera. You know what I think it was? I think it was bad lighting on the porch and the camera just decided on its own. I think that's enough of that. Uh, yeah. So. We got the raccoon eyes here from the lighting in here. It's not great. So anyway, yeah. So you have to build your brand. You have to change. You have to. If you don't, if you don't, the the things that the things that don't change die. That's good. That's good. That's exactly so, how we try to at least right. uh, let other comics know too as well. You have to uh, accept media. You have to accept social media yeah. because it. If you don't, you're gonna just you know fall fall on the wayside because you have to at least get your name out there. Yeah. And with everything accessible now, as far as you know, uh, from your phone, you can you know create videos instantly yeah. and then post instantly too. You know, the, it was uncomfortable in the beginning to do that because I, I, you know, yeah. it, my background as a journalist was that we are not the story; we cover the story. Okay. But we can't become the story. That was a big deal. Well, then that you had to change that. You had to be a name. If you, you know, they, people had to get to know your name and, and connect it with 
the publication that you're with. That's good. And if they didn't, you know, uh, I, I know some older guys who are great cartoonists, but they got let go. And it's because they weren't doing some of these things. They weren't, you know, doing the social media. They weren't doing, you know, uh, you have to, you have to adapt. And so that, that's good. Yeah, you, you don't have to adapt unless you want to survive. Right, right. You, if you want to survive, you got to change. You, you could not adapt and, and uh, just die, I guess. I don't know. So I, I, I was very blessed in that I, I, I was able to stay ahead of the curve a lot of the times. Uh, and my last incarnation, I guess, was or evolutionary step was this writing a column. My editor came to me and says, hey, um, would you consider writing a conservative column? And he, and he even told me, he says, and here's the thing that you can bring to it. I mean, there are other conservatives out there writing stuff, but the thing that would make me different, and this is what he told me, is your faith. So feel free to, you know, when you're explaining your point, when you're making your argument, if that is part of the argument, then explain why, you, why this happens. And so right off the bat, there was a lot of things that I could say that, you know, here's why I think the way I do. And I think it was kind of interesting for a lot of people. One, uh, they just thought I was, I knew how to draw and I, did, I didn't have a brain that I couldn't, I couldn't, not only... Scarecrow. Just throw crayons at them and let them draw. And so, so here's what happened. So my, you know, I'm a conservative, so I have enemies out there and they like to tell me things and they're trying to discourage me. And for years and years, they were telling me I should quit as a cartoonist because I'm terrible, you know. So then I started writing the column and then they started telling me, you ought to stick to cartooning, which was like a compliment for me. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> so you'll tell me, unbelievable. That's, so that's amazing. You you have to have a thick skin too. You know you uh, you can't do this if you're wearing your heart on your sleeve. You can't take things personally, and you just also have to recognize why you know people are are attacking you. And you know, so for instance, you know it, uh, this is encouraging for me. Uh, the Bible says in several different places, Jesus said this in the Sermon on the Mount, Pers blessed are you when you're persecuted for my namesake. So, I mean, I'm being blessed every time. So, come on, bring it on. Tell me how awful I am. Uh, tell me why you think. So It's interesting because we've had this conversation uh, about comedy. Uh, Gary uh, Goble. Jerry Goble. Jerry. Jerry, you're Gary. He's yeah. Jerry. Uh, Jerry Goble uh, was talking to, uh, I think it was an open mic, he was talking to, to the room full of comics, and, uh, and, he, and he kind of said that uh, with political correctness and everything the way yeah. it is, yeah. it's, you, can, you can fall prey to wondering if you should say what you want to say, but the reality is, uh, you don't really believe in your viewpoint for a joke uh, sure. unless you're willing to take a punch in the nose from it. Right. And and I think that to to some degree, with cartooning, with uh, with an opinion uh, column or whatever, uh, there's some of that where you you ha if you're willing to take a stand for what you believe, you also need to be ready to take the onslaught of yeah, yeah. of people. Disagreeing yeah. for whatever the reason is, yeah. and and just be able to stand your ground, and you know, uh, and so it's it's interesting to me 
uh, that there are a lot of parallels between some of the, the daily bump and grind of being uh, a comedian and that of being a, uh, a cartoonist, or, you know, or... Uh, Which is interesting that we were talking about how comedy is not just pigeonholed to just stand-up. Right. You know, how, how it actually is across the board. And we're trying to... Try, I don't know if we're trying to break... Uh, what's the word... Um, we're not trying to break this, I don't know if it's a stigma, but like just the, the whole thought of if it's comedy that we deal with, it has to be stand-up comedy. can't be sketch, it can't be you know, improv, and you have everyone on improv saying, oh, it's, it can't be. It's like there's this there's different opinions on what comedy really is. And we were talking about how it, it, it spans everything. Every, you know, there's comedy is, is in everything. Yeah. So to see it work in your work, is and then also in improv and in stand up, it's just a, trying to. I don't know if it's trying to marry everybody together, but just to get everybody to understand well, I don't know, and know I, that it's it's a it's a vital point. It's I didn't I don't know where your influences are, but you know when I there was several years ago, I went to a cartoonist convention and talked with and I had like a I asked these people, hey, I've got a couple of questions here. Would you just fill this out for me and give it back? And I was asking questions, that, uh, you know, like how you got your start. You know, what was your influence? Every one of the people I talked to, every one of these editorial cartoonists, all were influenced by Mad Magazine, myself included. When people ask me, how did you learn how to draw caricatures, Mad Magazine. Mort Drucker was the greatest, in my opinion, one of the greatest caricature artists of all time. And he drew these movie parodies. And I, you recognized, you know, like there's Robert Redford and there's Paul Newman, and I, you recognized them. And I, I would take just on my own, started drawing and just trying to figure out, trying to replicate what they were doing. And in, pro, in the process of that, I started seeing how they were exaggerating certain features. And it started just kind of coming through my work as well. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to uh, it's hard to teach it. Yeah. You got to want to do it yeah, for one right. thing. Nobody told me to sit down and do this. I, I just did it on my own. Right. But but you know those influences, and I think that uh, you know even if you're a comic strip cartoonist or mm-hmm. you're a, a panel cartoonist or a gag cartoonist, there's a lot of different cartooning forms. Just like there's different you know stand ups and, right. and skit comedy. Right. And it's all, I think it all has its place because people enjoy it uh, and they get something out of it. Uh, you know, some, I, I tried not to be mean in my cartoons. I obviously think of ideas that I shouldn't probably draw. Uh, and, and then I draw things that I didn't think were going to get people so fired up, and yeah. it did. You know, it hits the fan, and you just don't know. And the political correctness thing, you mentioned that. And, and that has been a, something I have seen a huge shift in. Mm. Uh, it, it, there's no grace anymore. Mm. There's no, you know, okay, I didn't like that cartoon or I didn't like that joke. But now the tendency is I didn't like that joke and I'm going to ruin you and I'm going to go after the advertisers exactly. so that you don't, you can't survive. You no yeah. longer, yeah. Holy cow, what is job. that? Exactly, exactly. I, I, I don't wild. know why and, that... And it's even... You know, okay. I don't want you just to lose this job that you have right now. Yeah. I don't ever want you to work again. I don't again. want you to work again. Exactly. So, so there's no forgiveness. There is no grace. Yeah, you know, there's, there's nothing. No grace. Yeah. So I and I think part of it probably is because people haven't experienced grace, or they don't. Mm. You know, they haven't had that. I mean, I know that 
from a personal standpoint, my relationship with Christ, I, I recognize that He forgave me. I didn't deserve it. And so because he forgave me, I'm going to forgive others when they hurt my feelings or step on me or, you know, something like that. I'll, I'll give you grace in that. It's uh, a good point. That is a good point. So anyway, that, that's kind of, it's a sad thing to see that comedy's gone that way and, and, and editorial cartooning. I mean, it's, it's become a, it's a challenge. It's a blood sport. Mm. Well, it's... Uh, I, I've been talking about this uh, lately that uh, we have come to this point where uh, being offended has almost become a recreational sport sure. yeah. uh, to where uh, I, I've actually uh, I've started my own recreational league, uh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the offense league, yeah. and uh, the idea is you get a team together and uh, your team needs to take as much offense as possible on everything possible, yeah. and if you don't take offense, then the other team can steal your offense okay. they can become offended the for you I like that I like and that. they take nice. points away from you they, they and so uh, if if you don't want to be a loser uh, you got to take as much offense as possible. I think that would and, be a uh, miserable game to be a part of, but I could see that being a bestseller. Well, right. I'm hoping it is that's because so, uh, wow. you know that's You're my right. retirement plan. Is okay, to, I'm going to live off the money of other people's offense. But you know, we so. we have a country of victims now. Everybody it seems to be proud to be a victim. I I can't stand it. I don't yeah, want to be a victim. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even if even if I you know screw up, I don't want people to you know I don't want to go celebrate. Hey, I'm a screw up. Yeah. Or hey, I got cheated. Well, uh, I just I don't I don't celebrate getting cheated, but I will say as a screw up, I've I've made a pretty good living too. There you go. There so because <laughs> I've uh, I'm I'm on my uh, I'm on my second house uh, and uh, and countless cars uh, that have uh, I've been able to drive because I'm a screw up and. I thought you were going to say that you cheated people out of them. And that's I've why learned to make good money hustle. as a screw-up. That's a hustle man right there. Yeah. I don't cheat people, although I will sell them a sound system they didn't need. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, so let me ask you, uh, because I, I want to come back to, you've, you've talked a little bit about some of the things you're doing with your son. Yeah. Uh, and with... You've got one that's working for you. Was it Channel Four? You said that, that he's yeah. doing commercial stuff. And that, uh, are you are are you all able to to do projects together, or is yeah, it just so, the one son that you're working with? Where, no, how's so, that all kind of on? Well, both for you? both of the movies that we made, our whole family was involved. You know, and and, and so. If you look at the credits, it's Varvel, 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 Varvel. <laughs> so my brother was in it. I'm in it. Uh, both my sons were in it. Mm-hmm. My son-in-law was in it. Uh, now they all have acting ability and acting talent, and I don't. But I, you know, I was in it anyway. And uh, <clears throat> so my youngest son, prob- he is a fantastic actor. I mean, he uh, and neither one of my sons took acting lessons. Uh, they just are naturals. They, you know, watch TV and they just replicate it. You know, they're play acting, and and um, they're just really good. So they've been in TV commercials, and now my youngest son, working for four, he. He makes commercials for the network, for the TV, for the local station here. But he also puts like family members in it. I haven't been in it, but some of the other family members have been in the commercial. Leave that out of this. So, but, so, but, so again, so I'm he's just going to say this: uh, if if they're not getting uh, 
pop a varble <laughs> in, then there's no chance that Pops and the Recon are oh, going to be man, involved. Pop. I just thought it was, well, sorry, I think, no I was I had hopes. Again, I had <laughs> hopes and dreams, but crashed to the curb. <laughs> I guess in the past, I, they didn't put me in because I was with the star, and it would look like the star was endorsing them, ah, and, you know, okay. so that's not... But, hey, I'm a free agent now, so I'm going to renegotiate my contract. Get in. Get in. i got to get into some of that. Yeah. So, so, no, Drew uh, works for four, and then Brett is the uh, executive director of House of Grace Films, but uh, both, the, both those guys are in both of those movies. Um, my youngest, my oldest son, Brett, is in a, a movie that's in the theater right now. In fact, we're having a showing here in Brownsburg on February 12th called Play the Flute. He's the lead actor in that. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's a movie made by, uh, directed by Rich Cristiano. And uh, Rich has been our sales agent for our movies in the past. And he's been, he's, Rich is like the founding father of Christian filmmakers. He's been around a long time. He's made a lot of films. And he got to know Brett and, you know, saw him in our films and said, and he wrote this movie really kind of based on Brett being the lead actor. Wow. And so so it's, a, cool. it's a movie about uh, a tuba player? No, no. <laughs> that it, wanted no. to have something a little bit smaller to carry instead of the tuba? <laughs> no, so I, actually. Like, hey, boy, play the flute. A, I don't know. So actually, it's a... It's a uh, <laughs> It's, he, he plays the uh, a youth leader, okay. so he's a youth pastor at a church, and it comes from a verse uh, in the Bible that says, you're either, you're either playing the flute or the flute's being played to you. Hmm. Hmm. So in other words, people are either, you're either sharing the gospel with other people or the people are going to be sharing the gospel with you. Or you need to have it shared with you if you're not sharing. Yeah. So that's the idea, and that's... Uh, that's where the name comes from, so it's scripture, and uh, so, so it had he had nothing to do with the tuba. And no, it did not. He also <laughs> just got done shooting a, a couple of movies in Roanoke, Virginia, uh, Princess Cut two and three, and so he's not the lead, but he's one of the lead actors in two, and then he's got a cameo in three. So they just shot that at, uh, a month or so ago. Nice. Anyway, uh, so I don't know when that's going to come out. So in his next movie, can you get him to play a tuba? This guy. You know, he used to play the trombone. Is that does that count? <laughs> well, that's cool. Okay. That's close enough. All right. It's in the it's in the bass uh, brass. It's so in the brass. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with section. that. Okay. I know. I know. I'll tell you what. I'll write a I'll write a movie about that. Okay. <laughs> the lonely trombone player. <laughs> so I got the perfect role for you. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So I'm working on a couple of different movie scripts. I've got, uh, I actually have a Christian sci-fi trilogy I'd love to do. Nice. That would be very expensive to make, so we're going to have to take baby steps to get there. But I'm working on a movie uh, right now called, uh, well, we don't have a working title yet. I don't want to give that away. But it's a true story that happened here in Indianapolis. Pops and the Recon go to Indianapolis. No. That's that would be good, that would be, uh, that would be a great title. Well, part of it takes... Part of it takes place in the uh, in a prison. So, which one of you are going to be there? Well, <laughs> I don't I don't want to brag, but uh, immediately, I, I have seen the inside of some of those establishments. Not that I'm uh, going to get. I'm not naming. I'm not naming names or anything, but. Uh, yeah. You did some time, bro. <laughs> you know, those were my cool. those were my stuck on stupid years, and oh, I uh, see. <laughs> of course. Now I'm just I'm past being stuck on stupid. I'm just regular You're just stupid. stupid. I'm just regular stupid now. <laughs> so. 
Well, uh, so video, I mean, movies, and uh, and you're still doing some cartooning. Well, uh, I still draw cartoons. Still draw four a week for my syndicate, Creator Syndicate. Yeah. So I'm in on, I'm in over 125 newspapers around the country. That's awesome. Uh, and so yeah, you know, I still. People have asked my wife, you know, what's changed since he's retired, semi-retired or whatever? She yeah. said nothing. He still does the same thing. He sits on the couch and he draws. He draws. So, you know, I started drawing a couple of years ago. That's a pretty started, good gig. That's awesome, man. I started drawing a couple of years ago on, a, on an iPad Pro. Mm, okay. And so all my stuff is digital. I'm not, I don't have originals anymore. I, in my garage, I've got boxes of boxes. i got like 6,000 originals in my garage. But I don't need, I have originals anymore. I just draw on the iPad. Well, I can just sit on my lap and draw that. And so I have a drawing table at home. I have an office. And sometimes I go in there just to, you know, have some peace and quiet. But a lot of times in the evening, like when I go home tonight, I'm just going to sit there, TV on, and I'm going to be drawing the net tomorrow's cartoon and then ship it off to the syndicate. Any, any chance uh, you can work at, like, uh... A cartoon where you're, I don't know, talking about uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, being made fun of by Pops and the Recon. Uh, I'm just, you know. I don't see Pops and the Recon being in a cartoon uh, in, for for print. I'm just saying. No, that, that hurts both my feelings. Yeah. And uh, there it is. So well, I guess but, you know. But Pelosi, yes, yeah, she will be in. Oh, well, <laughs> she, she she will be in it. Yeah. There you go. Well, I, I got half my dream. You I tried mean, it, bro. It was nice. If uh, if you're looking for uh, somebody to throw eggs at Pelosi, uh, pops in the Rican, we, 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 we could we could do that. You know. Yeah, that's not my kind of humor, but okay. <laughs> I got. It. I hear what you're saying. Well, if you're looking for really bad, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's uh, horrible. I have people uh, send me ideas, and sometimes they're like, uh, "You should do something about uh, global warming." <laughs> That's not really an idea. It's a topic. Yeah, you know, it's not an idea. The potholes but, yeah. in my town. Yeah, potholes. That's that's kind of like. Uh, yeah. So what's the idea? It's kind of like uh, after them. after you do a, a comedy show, and and people you know they, they want to come and talk to you, and yeah. and they're inevitably there's always the guy that's like, I got this joke. I got a joke for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. it's See, and it's it's, it's it's a street joke that's yeah. been around since you know right, be, sure. probably before I was in in uh, kindergarten, which right. was a long time ago. Yeah. And and then they're like. And, and you can you can use this one in your skit yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in your yeah. little in your little skit. You like this one? Yeah, You're gonna. This is a good one. In your skit. I'll, I'll go ahead and let you use it in your little skit yeah. in your little thing you do there. And I'm like, wow, thanks. I appreciate the the hard work you did coming up with that brilliant piece of comedy for me. But I don't think Jerry Seinfeld would appreciate that I use his material. <laughs> so I, I've had people send me ideas, and then I will send them back. A link to the cartoonist who did that idea and said, "You mean like this one?" Like, oh, <laughs> I think it's already been done. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I was, I, I was, I was going to. Yeah. But then that guy did it. You know, you know you, does this ever happen to you? Forty Some, years ago. Sometimes people will come up and say, "You know, you're so good. I, I, I love that one you did." And they'll tell me some idea that I have never drawn never before. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? I love that joke you told about da 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 da. Like I don't even know you. <laughs> no, oh, I, I, I just accept it. Long enough for somebody to come up to me and tell me, yeah, I just, one joke. I just, if they do, I'll be like, oh yeah, and I'm gonna have to talk to uh, Brian Regan about getting my material exactly, back because exactly. I'm pretty sure that was Brian Regan. You know? uh, I just, I just accept it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you. it. You know, it didn't take me very long to think that one up. You know. I just, <laughs> 
In fact, it didn't even feel like I drew that. Exactly. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah. So simple. I completely, I completely <laughs> forgotten about that. That was such a good joke. I don't even, I don't remember writing oh, it. That's how good it was. It just came out it was on fire. Somebody that else's mind and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, like on Facebook, because I'm friends with a lot of other cartoonists, sometimes I, you know, their cartoon comes up in the news feed, and a lot of times this will happen. I'll see it and I go, ah. I wish I'd have drawn that one. I can't believe I didn't think okay. of that, you know. And so you got to be first. Yeah. So because you yes. know so many uh, cartoonists, yeah. Do, do you happen to All know five of do, them? Yeah. Do you happen to know my good friend Earl Music? I, yeah. I, how do I know him? Well, he's a he's a cartoonist uh, that had, he's done stuff for like uh, the post office for quite a long time. He drew he used to draw some used to draw. Uh, stuff I for, for I the FBI, I think. Okay, I'm not personal. I don't but, know. I may be Facebook friends with him. Yeah. I, I'm not but, personal yeah. friends with him, but I, I've seen the name. Obviously, I thought I thought I'd throw his name in there so that I can I can then uh, tag him. Hey, Earl, you oh. should uh, you should watch or you should listen to this, and maybe he'll share it with his friends. That, oh, in that case, that, well, you know, Earl and I are the really world, t- the Earl. world famous. Gary Varvel Earl and I uh, talked are, about me and, and how tight a friendship we have. Earl and I go way back. Yeah, we we've had a long history of uh, sli- slinging ink together. Yeah, boy, remember those days. So, uh, hopefully, we'll pick up at least three uh, listeners for, okay. for from that. I, I appreciate your help on that. No, but so. Uh, what else? I mean, you got anything else coming up, uh, like in the near future? You do any speaking engagements, places that you you want to highlight? You want to throw out? You want to do some shameless self promotion? I, I have some, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay, well, <laughs> that's good. Uh, what happens in therapy yeah. stays in therapy. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. So, well. Uh, I want to thank you for taking some time. To, oh, we're done. Uh, to, well, I don't oh, know. Oh man, I thought we this is the, fast. This is the <laughs> we ep- broke the camera, <laughs> and uh, this is the ep- this is the end of uh, the first episode. The continuation comes next week's next week uh, on the Pops and the Regan Show. Gary Varble comes back and talks about his childhood <laughs> and why. He hates cats. Yeah. Yeah. And all the cat lovers are like, Gary hates cats. Yeah, see? He should do an edit. Yeah. If you could do a cartoon about cat haters, that would be really nice. Uh, I don't know. So, no, I, uh, I appreciate you taking your time uh, to, to share oh, from your experience. And uh, I think... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Rigo might have actually learned two things tonight. So two. I saw I saw his face brighten up, and every time it does well, that, it's, it, it it means he's learning I something. I learned something. I, ho- I hope I didn't lose you guys some listeners because oh. of uh, no, no, it's all good. Don't people say, oh, Gary Varvel, oh, I can't stand that guy. No. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> well, my favorite button. If on- if we lose if we lose any of our two uh, listeners, uh, we'll just. Uh, <laughs> my, my, we'll, we'll pick up two new. From, my, my, from Earl Music, evidently. I was going to say, yeah, Earl. <laughs> my, my favorite uh, thing to do on Twitter is block people. That's my favorite He's thing. Like, yeah. Unfriend. Un- un- Facebook. Unfriend. <laughs> Twitter is like the worst. Is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but people just feel... And, you know, they'll when, when people say terrible things about me, yeah. then I, I kind of... You, you can put your cursor right over and see you know, how many followers they have. Like 20. <laughs> 
And so, you know, no yeah, one's an easy one. No one's seeing this. You know, you just started this so you could just, you know, yeah. chew on me. So I'd yeah. block. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out. I know you're trying to wrap things up. I will tell you. I'm making okay. it more difficult for you to play. I will tell you that the stuff that I try to, uh, to post on and leave comments on, uh, nobody says anything about. So I'm thinking I was blocked a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> he was no. just like, nope. Let's get this I've heard about this idiot. Block. Let's get this get out, out of the way. Yeah. Which wouldn't be so bad, but uh, yeah. my parents did the same thing. So. Did they? Did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I know you're trying to land the plane here. I'll, I'll shut up. And no, no, it's all good. Trust me, it, this is, it's all good. Don't worry. It's, 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 it's kind of like uh, taking a flight into uh, Dallas. Sometimes you're not sure if they're going to go ahead and land the plane or it's, if they're just waiting. You just don't know who we're dealing with here. Who are we dealing with? He just doesn't know how to land the plane. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Is we're constantly circling. It's just a here's, circle. Here's what you're supposed to do. Every well, time. we're out of time. Come on, Dennis. Just Thanks land the bad boy. <laughs> Either uh, we accidentally land the Come plane on, or we get shot down. One of the yeah, two. But on, eventually it hits the ground. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. because uh, Rico has indicated that he, uh, again, hates me. Uh, <laughs> no, no, which, no. Which as... as uh, as the old guy at the table, uh, I should probably slap him someday. How old are you? Um, Do you want to say? I'm, let's go with uh, in, in my uh, uh, mid-50s. Let's go with mid, mid-50s. Oh, okay, see. So I'm the old guy at the table. Let's go with mid-50s, and I'll own that's it. my story, right, and I'm right. sticking to it. And Because uh, in a cartoon, he can draw himself a lot younger, see? Yeah, where yeah, I got you. we're so on stage, always, it's pretty much that. you get what you Forever get. You know? I got gotcha. you. Uh, no, but uh, I uh, I do thank you for uh, hey, for, for, for helping us uh, make sense out of uh, the pops and the Rican show tonight, and uh, <laughs> make sense out of it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. But sorry, uh, you, you feel me? We just yeah. went around. Like, I'm sorry I broke your camera. I really <laughs> feel bad about that. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that was Rico's fault. Yeah, everything's you know. on me. Uh, I told him, "Hey, why don't you pick up uh, some, battery? Why don't you pick up some batteries?" <laughs> and he goes, batteries, man. "And he says, oh, I can do that. I'll just stop over and look and, at the accent.'" So he went. Wow, he, wow. He, he spun by his place in Puerto Rico just said and came. I oh, look! I get Look at this. I don't even talk like that. Bro. He's okay, is he? It's okay. You want me to grab it? Okay, he's, no problem. He's okay. I'm okay. I got it, bro. So uh, <laughs> this took a terrible turn. All of a sudden, well, that's. I don't want to. I don't want to blame Rico, but I'm, I am going to. Uh, so, uh, for for those of you who have uh, been part of tonight, uh, we uh, we've been visiting with uh, Gary Varvel. Uh-huh. If you want to see some of his cartoons, you can find him on Facebook. And, yes. And uh, if you're looking to uh, see some of the other work that he does in syndicated newspapers, just do a Google search because yeah. uh, evidently if I ask him for that, I'll just be spinning the plane. There's not um, a lot of Varvels out there, so yeah, so you should see my much. stuff out there. And, and follow me on Twitter so I can block you. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's a goal. And, that's perfect. But uh, thanks, thanks so much for being part of tonight. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I think, it, although we've talked quite a while, I still think uh, I'm Pops. Yeah. Okay. And I'm the Rican. And I'm Gary and, Varvel, and I'm holding up a cartoon right now. Can you see that? Oh, you can't see. Yeah, it. it's, it's amazing. That's a shame. And uh, so uh, this has been uh, Gary Varvel uh, as a guest on the Pops and the Rican show. Pops and the Rican. Oh,
Thanks. Bye. Good night. Good night. Pops and the Regan. and the Pops and the Pops and the Regan. Look at this dude. Look at the top of his head! <laughs> Look at his lips! <laughs>